This is 5 Minute Friday, episode number 88, Fermi Questions. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Super Data Science Podcast. Today we've got an interesting episode. I'd like to share something with you that might help you on your interview as a data scientist. So Fermi questions, what are they? Well, Fermi questions are questions designed to test your logic, and you may have encountered them uh, before. So they usually are formed or phrased in a way where the person asking you this question designs a scenario, asks you about a real-world scenario, and asks you to estimate, provide an estimate very quickly. And we'll have an example just now, but I wanted to touch on where they come from. So Fermi questions, they originally come from uh, Enrico Fermi, who estimated the power of the atom bomb tested at the Trinity test simply by through some pieces of paper which he had in his hand. So when the bomb blew up, he dropped the papers from his hand, and as they were flying, the explosion moved them. So basically the shockwave from the explosion moved the papers, and by how far it moved them, he was able to estimate that this was a 10 kiloton bomb, which is a very close estimate. In reality, it was a 20 kiloton bomb and that was calculated afterwards and so but as you can imagine by estimating that from just some piece of paper in your hand that's that's very very uh, very close to the real value and very impressive as well and so that's exactly what you need to do and it's an interview you need to show your thinking and actually impress the interviewer with your logic and how quickly you can come up with this estimate it doesn't have to be accurate it doesn't have to be doesn't have to be precise but it has to just show your thinking that's what they're all about and that's where a lot of people get it wrong they start trying to get the exact right answer or provide a very accurate estimate whereas in reality people just want to see how you think on your feet how your logic works how your mind works and so let's have a look at an example of one of these questions so this was the question i was asked when i was interviewing for SunSuper, the superannuation or pension fund, which I went to after Deloitte. And it was quite a complex interview because I had less years of experience than they were looking for. So already I was at a disadvantage in in their perspective, as I can imagine. And also I was about to uh, double my salary based on this interview. And so as you can imagine, it was a challenging interview. And at the very end, there was this question. So I really had to uh, show my thinking. And so this this was the question. So can you estimate how many red cars there are in Australia? And that's all. They don't give you any additional information. They don't tell you anything else. You just need to, that's the question. How many red cars are there in Australia? And off you go. And so the trick here is, of course, to take a few minutes to think about it. You just say, okay, let me put my, you know, like, let me think about this for a second, get everything uh, lined up in my head. But as soon as you start talking, you should you should kind of like, keep going and uh, not pause or not stop. That's that's the way I, I approach it. So basically, the calculation goes as forward. There's approximately 24 million people in Australia. For, for calculation's sake, we'll say 24. Uh, we know that on average, there's about four people per family in Australia, from my personal experience. So that means about six million families in Australia. And also from my personal experience, I know that there's about two cars per family, plus or minus, give or take, but on average, it would be two cars per family. So that makes it six times two, 12 million personal vehicles in Australia. Okay, that's great. So now, why aren't we taking into account commercial vehicles? You can say this is a side note, because commercial vehicles are rarely red. They're mostly white or black. So we're going to stick with just personal vehicles, 12 million personal vehicles. And now we need to figure out the colors. Well, just as a benchmark, we're going to take the seven colors of the rainbow. Uh, Then 
we'll add white and black to that. That makes nine colors because white and black are not included in the colors of the rainbow and cars are uh, come in white and black. And then we're going to count the color white twice because in Australia it's very hot and a lot of people choose white cars because they absorb the least amount of sun. So it's cooler to have, like inside you feel cooler, you don't feel as hot to have a white car. And so we're going to count white cars twice and therefore we don't have nine colors, we actually have ten colors. And that's really good because it helps us with uh, counting, makes it very easy to divide. And we have 12 million personal vehicles divided by 10, makes it 1.2 million red cars in Australia approximately. And there you go. That's your answer. As you can see, that was very quick and all I needed was the population of Australia. Some people might approach this wrong. They might uh, start thinking, oh, how would I solve this problem? I would sit outside and I would start counting the cars and then I would extrapolate into uh, you know, the total amount. So they do describe the logic, but you need to just take what you already have, population of Australia, or you might already know how many personal vehicles are in Australia. But something, usually it's something like common knowledge. You might need to do some basic mathematics uh, to calculate uh, the volume of a cube or something during your calculation process. But basically all the things that are available to you in your mathematical apparatus and your common knowledge, you can apply and come up with a, an answer. And by the way, that estimate of the number of personal vehicles in Australia is quite accurate. As of 2017, as of this year, uh, as of 31st January this year, there was 18, like this is like stats from, I'm just looking it up now, stats from the Australian Bureau of Statistics, there's 18.8 million registered motor vehicles in Australia, and but that's total, and 75% of them are passenger vehicles. So basically, that means 14.1, if you take 75% of 18.8, you get 14.1 personal vehicles in Australia. Uh, versus the 12 that I provided in my estimate. So quite an accurate number. If you take into account what I started with, what information is available to you when you are actually performing this, which is very, very little information, which is just the population of Australia. So there you go. That's uh, how to answer a Fermi question. Look them up. There's, uh, there's whole websites devoted to them. Uh, there's lots of interesting ones, you know, how many tennis balls in America, how many ping pong balls fit into a uh, Boeing 777, how many uh, trucks would it take to move the whole of Mount uh, Everest from, you know, to another location and, and stuff like that. So lots of interesting questions. It's good, it's good fun going through them. You know how people sometimes sit and solve Sudoku, you know, in their free time on, on, a, like on a bus or something. It's really cool to just take one of these questions and not read the answer right away, but actually think it through and try to apply your own logic and then compare what you got to the uh, logic that's described in the solution. And that way you will train your brain for these Fermi questions. And uh, even if you're not applying for a data scientist role, they're really cool because in uh, in consulting, these questions are often asked when you're applying for jobs. You, uh, you might get asked these questions when you're applying for analyst jobs. Basically, any kind of job where you need to apply logic, they can ask you this question. And if if you're a manager or an executive yourself, you might find an interesting question yourself and ask people who you're hiring to provide that estimate. And there are different levels, you know, some of them require a bit more mathematics, like with the, the Mount Everest, you, you'll need to calculate based on its height and uh, you'll need to calculate you know, it might give them the diameter or something. Uh, you'll need to calculate the volume and things like that. So some require some geometry or some mathematics or algebra. Some are easier, some are harder. So have a look at different uh, options. But a lot of my friends, or no, not a lot, but like people who've applied for consulting roles and um, data science roles have often, very often been asked these questions. So it's good to have them in mind. 
And even if you're, you know, completely happy with your job and you won't be in an interview anytime soon or you won't be interviewing anybody anytime soon, it's a really cool way, really fun way to discover things about the world and train your brain at the same time. So there you go. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Hope that helps you out or maybe it might help out a friend who's looking for an interview. If they are, then send them this episode and they can catch up on for me questions. And I look forward to seeing you here next time. Until then, happy analyzing. <laughs>